Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. I'm Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from the OpenStack Summit in Barcelona. And I am delighted to have Sarah Novotny, Program Manager of the Kubernetes Community at Google. Welcome, Sarah. Good to see you and meet you, Allison. Sarah, why don't you just give us a background on your experience? Because I know it's very deep in the open source world. What are you doing at Google around Kubernetes? And how does that relate to the history that you have working in the open source arena? So my role at Google is unusual. There are very few people at Google who are focused on open source communities specifically. So I have no direct tie to any Google product. Mm -hmm. My allegiance and work is all focused on making Kubernetes a fully open and community-run project. When I was brought in, Kubernetes was a Google-led project. It came out of Google and out of the 15 years of container experience that Google has had with all of the work in the kernel and then more with Borg and Omega. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to take this more broadly into the world and make it a platform for everyone to orchestrate containers. And so in order to do that, you have to embrace and move forward in open source. Um, my background is open source communities and open source technical operations as well. So long, long ago when WebScale didn't have a name, I was a systems administrator at Amazon. And that was my first space with open source work. There I was just a consumer, but I didn't really understand the open source ethos. It was just a thing you got free on the internet. Right. I ran a company for many years that provided databases and database administration as a service. Mm -hmm. And that was my first open source community. I started to get very involved with the MySQL community. I spent a bunch of time working, continuing in infrastructure, and eventually found myself on the cloud side and worked with Nginx as lead for their developer relations team and then now at Google for Kubernetes. What was the motivation for Google to deliver Kubernetes as open source? In order to get broad adoption of a platform, especially in a world where people are worried about vendor lock-in and then now in the new cloud world, worried about vendor and cloud lock-in, making a platform open and independent of any one company, as OpenStack did in 2010 with their announcement that this was not any one particular company's project, was the way that Google believes strategically Strategically, we could make this platform be adopted more broadly. When you talk about Kubernetes, it has a container base. Um, tell me a little bit about that in contrast with something like OpenStack. Well, OpenStack tends to coordinate, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. my depth in OpenStack is, is less than my depth in Kubernetes. OpenStack coordinates and manages hardware and resources on hardware to provide virtual machine images. So Nova being the compute service of this, Cinder being a storage service, etc. Kubernetes is more about managing and orchestrating clusters of hardware or virtual machines, which then run containers, so a much mm -hmm. more lightweight version. 
We had mentioned earlier that there's a way that Kubernetes and OpenStack play together really well because we know that in a world where we still have books, we're not going to get rid of VMs anytime soon. I mean, it's taken a long time to get rid of clay tablets. Let's be mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. We're not getting rid of books anytime soon. We're not going to get rid of uh, VMs anytime soon. And there's not a reason to. There are some workloads that will, for a very long time, be more appropriate for VMs. So there are a couple of ways that Kubernetes and OpenStack work very well together. And my role there is to try to help bridge the two communities and show the ways that we need OpenStack community help to make Kubernetes have a first-class cloud provider experience on OpenStack. So that's one of the ways they can work together. Another possible way that Kubernetes and OpenStack can work together is sort of the reverse. So we have Kubernetes on top of OpenStack. That's mm -hmm. the first-class cloud provider. The other way that they work together is using Kubernetes as the base layer on Metal, mm -hmm. but having Kubernetes run a containerized OpenStack control plane, which decreases the operational costs of OpenStack, and then the OpenStack control plane can manage its own cluster of hardware to provision VMs and services for your own cloud. OpenStack is a first-class cloud provider with Kubernetes, have projects like Murano, Courier, Heat, and Magnum are all being worked on around those. And then in the space where people are working on containerizing OpenStack on top of Kubernetes, the projects are FuelCCP, Mirantis is working mm -hmm. on that one a lot, Cola, which I think is more generalized in the community, more broadly in the community, and then Stackinetes, because we have to netties everything, mm -hmm. or K everything in, in the land of Kubernetes. Uh, Stackinetes, which the CoreOS team is working on. At the Austin Summit, they did a demo of containerized OpenStack on top of Kubernetes. What are the types of companies that are engaging in the community, and who do you see deploying Kubernetes today? We see a lot of companies across very different types of business lines as well as sizes that are deploying and using Kubernetes at this point. Bloomberg is deploying on Kubernetes, and they've done a lot of work in and around the community. We have IBM, who is doing work in the community and is trying to build some of their product in what we refer to as the third way, the integration between OpenStack and Kubernetes by having a shared neutron network between mm -hmm. the two. Intel has been doing a lot of work that is adjacent to Kubernetes and giving back tooling that makes it easier for our customers to build and deploy and monitor Kubernetes. Where is the Kubernetes community heading in terms of the next wave of innovation? KubeCon, which is very user-focused, is going to have lots and lots of those user stories. And so I would suggest anyone who wants more names, go look at the KubeCon agenda. There's certainly work that's going to be going on in the near-term future on scale, making sure that we get to even more nodes with lots of work on scale as well as federation is a mm -hmm. big focus so that we can have multiple clouds federating with each other as well as multiple regions. There is a lot of work on ease of usability. We're mm -hmm. trying to make what we refer to as mean time to dopamine, having the first <laughs> experience be really good. There's lots of other work. There's work that we want to make sure that we're paying down our technical debt. So there's going to be some of that in the upcoming releases as well. And just 
trying to build and grow a healthy platform that people mm-hmm. can consistently rely on. And with roughly quarterly releases, we're getting out a lot of both content and features around Kubernetes. What makes you most excited about working with this ecosystem? That it is such an open ecosystem and a developing ecosystem. So I've been with Google and Kubernetes just about a year. And the amount that we have improved the way we work as a community in that year and the way we have improved our release process, our release cycles, our ability to bring all of this awesome out to the world to use. It's astonishing. I'm Mm -hmm. incredibly proud of the work that the community has done in the year. If somebody's listening online, they want to engage in the community either to start helping develop code or to actually deploy Kubernetes, where would you send them for more information? We do a lot of work in somewhat real-time chat on a Slack channel. So there is a Kubernetes Slack instance, and you can go to slack.kubernetes.io to get an invite to that. It is open, so all you have to do is input your email and you get an invite. And then within Slack, there are two dozen roughly special interest groups. So if you have an interest in networking or you have an interest in OpenStack or an interest in API machinery or monitoring, there are special interest groups, which is where much of the work happens, the, the heavy lifting happens in the special interest groups. And there are also, for our incubated projects, specific channels for each of those incubated projects. We have then a developer and a user channel that are very broad. So those are just the ask questions, have at it, let's see what happens. There are also Google groups that are Kubernetes-dev and Kubernetes-users. And both of those are great places to engage with the community as a user or as someone who is interested in learning more about the project. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for being on the program today. It was great catching up with you on Kubernetes. I can't wait to hear more. Thanks very much, Allison. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 